Welcome to the Quarantine Plays from the Merry Beggars at Relevant Radio. My name is Peter Atkinson, and I am proud to present Episode 2 of the Quarantine Plays, Friend Request by Christine Sloan Stoddard. When the coronavirus hit the United States and we entered into lockdown, the Merry Beggars launched a contest seeking radio scripts from writers around the world in response to the theme of quarantine. The result of that contest is The Quarantine Plays. Please enjoy Episode 2, Friend Request, by Christine Sloan Stoddard. For the full experience of this radio play, listen with headphones. Okay, time to get started. Hey man, you want some coffee? Uh, yeah, sure. Hey, huh? turn that up. On the same day the CDC confirmed the 15th U.S. coronavirus case, I went inside the agency. We have 62 cases right now in the city. Obviously, this is a very, very serious situation. I remind you, against the backdrop of the 8.6 well, million I don't think people. the director of CDC um, is making that decision. You think it's a political decision? Well, I think it's, it's I, all I can say is I think it's above the director Europe of CDC. To the United States for the next 30 days. The new rules will go into effect Friday. The Chinese at whistleblower doctor who told the world about the coronavirus in Wuhan has died. Uh, the, the mortality is primarily among senior citizens, immune compromised, and people with underlying illnesses. That is the bottom line. John, we cannot overdo. That's the, and we the know balance the we have to strike. Increase the spread of the virus. You've said that. I said crowds. I didn't say specifically. I didn't say protest in any So the protests don't increase the spread of the virus? I didn't say that. You're putting words in my mouth. No, I, I, want, I, would, I just want an answer to the question. Do the protests increase the spread of the virus? I, I don't have any Thank you for the way every one of you is participating in fighting back this disease. Let's keep fighting and we can move forward together. Thanks so much. I live in Harlem home to more than 120,000 people. But I haven't uttered a word to another soul since last Wednesday. I can go days at a time without speaking out loud. It's been this way for weeks, no, months. I have a phone call or video chat here and there, but otherwise, it's texts, emails, 
Facebook messages. <laughs> I do more back and forth in Reddit threads than I banter using my actual voice. Was anyone surprised? I live alone in New York City during quarantine. My family can't believe I didn't rush back to Virginia to live with my parents until this all blew over. I guess I didn't think it would go on for this long. So, I'm here, alone. A modern day monk in Manhattan. This monologue? All inside my head. I can practically hear my brain just jamming out, being all squishy. Like, making all those fleshy sounds you hear in horror movies. Deep in Brooklyn, and the voice inside my head has a megaphone. My skull is pounding. But I'm not at a warehouse rave. Yeah, remember those? Dance parties. Bushwick. Ridgewood. Ridgewick? Not my cleanest living, but that was my life once upon a time. (laughs) I've raged, said my rosaries. And then raged again. That was when I first moved to New York. Seems like centuries ago, but it was only last summer. Now, half a year later, and I'm practically a nun. I've been sitting at my desk and staring at the wall for hours. I haven't even seen my mailman all week. Is this what it's like to have a religious vocation? When I was 18, I swore I was cut out for this life. And now I'm 25, and I'm certain, no way, Jose. At least I know now. I wonder how many other New Yorkers are suffering from the same silence. Profound silence. Every day we read about more COVID-19 deaths, but unless you work in a hospital, those deaths are invisible and silent. So silent. Just like living people. Sometimes I see ants from my living room window. I mean, They're people, not ants, but they look like ants from my apartment on the 15th floor. 
They're scurrying about to do their essential task and then run back home. I don't hear them at all. They're not talking to me and I'm not talking to them. They have no idea what my voice sounds like. I kind of worry what it'll be like to return to everyday in-person conversation. You know, when quarantine's over, if it ends. Okay, it has to end one day, right? I didn't take a vow of silence here. I just moved to Brooklyn from Maryland to go to grad school. As soon as I accepted my admissions offer and enrolled, I knew my social life was going to suffer, but... This? I never imagined... Solitude like this. Not even when I thought I wanted to enter a convent. When I was 19, I went on a mission trip to Peru. About a week before we left, the priest had us sit in a dark room in silence. He closed the curtains, turned off all the lights, and asked us to sit with our thoughts. (laughs) I was terrified. I hadn't really realized how loud fluorescent lights were until they were cut off. When we got to Peru, we did the same thing, staying silent for an hour. Except we weren't in a room. We were outside in the desert with missionaries from other countries. We were about to go on a 35-mile pilgrimage under the moonlight. I kept thinking I heard wolves, but Peruvians told me they didn't have wolves. Only jaguars. That didn't make me feel any better. What did make me feel better was this girl another American missionary. Lately in quarantine, I've been thinking about this boy I met on my mission trip to Peru. After we were asked to sit silently in the desert for an hour, we stood up and began our hours-long trek. The spell of silence held most people for a while, only to be broken by quiet chatter and group prayer here and there. This boy and I walked together for a long time before we actually spoke to one another. I couldn't even tell you how long. I lost track of time. I think we all did. It's not like our cell phones worked out there. I had mine turned off. This girl and I talked about God and love and had that kind of spiritual, philosophical conversation that people in their late teens and early 20s have, but that become less and less common as you get older. At least, out here in this worldly world. world. I had forgotten what those conversations were like until now. Until quarantine. I have them with myself now, all the time. And with ghosts from my past. I had forgotten that girl's name until I found the journal I kept during that mission trip. I brought it with me when I moved here to New York. I found my mission trip journal again during quarantine. Because of course I did. I had started cleaning out cupboards and reorganizing my closets like everyone else. The boy and I didn't keep in touch in college. I left the church my sophomore year. Not in a big, dramatic way. More like... A slow fade. 
I just stopped going. I was embarrassed to talk to other missionaries. I thought they would judge me. I didn't start going to church again until I moved to New York. Accept the sacrifice at your hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and the good of all his church. Before the fall semester began, I figured I should make friends at a place other than bars and warehouse parties. I kept going once grad school classes started because I was reminded that I actually liked it. I sent that girl a Facebook friend request as soon as we got back from Peru. You know, like five years ago. She never accepted it. I guess she thought I was hitting on her. Not that I wasn't interested. I was. But I think I would have been content as friends, too. I wonder what that boy's doing during quarantine. I wonder what that girl's doing during quarantine. What's the harm in finding out? Sending another friend request? It's a low risk. It's a lower risk than stepping outside my apartment. I don't even have to get masked up for it. It's a lower risk than walking 35 miles to the desert at night. No jaguars. Maybe we can Zoom. I'd like to hear his voice again. She probably has Zoom. Everybody has Zoom. He'll remember me, right? I wonder if her voice sounds the same over video chat as it did in the desert. Just... Click send. send. That was Friend Request by Christine Sloan Stoddard. Boy was played by Garrett Braddock. Girl was played by Tatiana Aravina. Conductor and Priest was played by Patrick Frith. Direction and sound design was by Peter Atkinson. To hear more shows from the Merry Beggars at Relevant Radio, sign up at themerrybeggars.com. <laughs>